Truthfully, honestly, we should have been had our own show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Blues, the podcast. I'm your host, Jizza. And I'm Bree. And we just want to thank everybody for tuning in to our episodes. Um, the one at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. We are super excited to... <laughs> we are super... <laughs> We're super excited to be back giving you guys, you know, the good content that you want from the realest bitches on the block. And that's facts, Jack. Today's episode is going to be titled Black Girl Blues for the name of our podcast. We're going to be talking about all of the different things that we experience as women and all of the different things we experience as black women in particular. That could be relationships, womanhood, just like basically everything that pertains to being a woman. Relationships, friendships, well, friendship is relationship, any type of a black woman who black on both sides I don't need no white man paperwork. I don't. And this is an African group chat. If you are an African, please exit my live. <laughs> please. Black women, I got distracted for a minute, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to just talk about all that good jazz. Like, family stuff, it's gonna, you know, y'all gonna relate to it, just, I just feel like, and I wanna say something else, I see y'all, I see y'all bitches try to take our Stilo a little bit, as soon as y'all got more followers, don't think I'm gonna see it, I mean, not saying we the first bitches that sat down and talked to each other, cause that would be unrealistic, but, I see y'all, and y'all see me. What you mean? I mean, what I say, it's, it's these twosomes that's coming out. It's a, a couple twosomes. <laughs> and, you know, we ain't gonna stop. We ain't gonna stop. Just know that. We ain't gonna stop. <clears throat> we ain't gonna stop. Feel me. See, we need to get, why do we get these visuals out? Y'all gonna see. We need to make it sweet. We're going to talk after this. We're going to have a family meeting after this. After we <laughs> All right. So, we 
start off like we normally do. What's giving you the blues this week? What's giving you the blues this week, Brie? Niggas is giving me the blues this week. Niggas, niggas got some motherfucking audacity. Don't trust no, nigga, no. No. Niggas got the motherfucking gall. The nerve. I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but. Period. I'm getting that tatted on me. Yad it up. Fuck you talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get it. You were fraud, but I'm a remain icon. <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> That'll be a long ass tattoo. <laughs> anyway, y'all, like, just send me some good vibes, some good relationship quote, some good Instagram captions, cause um. If you got anybody out there, if you have a Janae and Kalani playlist, please send it to me. I did not know these non-black bitches was really talking about what I needed to hear. Hey, Kalani. Looks like another love TKO. Hey, she's trying, she trying to walk away easy, but I told her. I tried to act hard, but I think I'm the... I don't know. I, um, I still love Black Love. I mean, if, if your nigga ain't acting like Lil Baby, what's the problem? I love Lil Baby, but she, he passed pussy. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I told you this. 
told you that. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> Please ignore Bree. I'm gonna approach y'all with a situation. Ah, oh, shit, it just shit done paused. I'm uh we gon' we gonna get into some things. That's all that's all I'ma say. So the first topic and I was talking to Brie about this before we um got on is um I wanted to talk to her about like our views of like womanhood or girlhood and um, things we were taught and if we still like go by those things we were taught or has our experience as a woman changed the way that we view certain values and I guess um, things that your parents or peers or people around you might have persuaded you into believing Yeah, you can go first. I think I was very tough, like as a a young girl, and I always had this mouth. Not not saying that I always got to talk, but like they used to teach me that girls are meant to be seen and not heard. And I never liked that shit. I never did the same thing with boys. It's always this mantra with boys and we boys, and we have to be dainty, we have to shut up, we have to be quiet. And I can lady, but why the fuck this clown can do what he want, but I can't. So, I never really liked it. Like, I've always been outspoken since I can remember. Um, and, like, my grandma, she always told me, R.I.P. She always told me, like, be myself. Like, let's people said me to shut up. I shouldn't say this, this, that. Like, I got so many whoopings. I mean, granted, there's so many things I said were inappropriate, but it's like, it was the truth also. So, it's like, you gonna whoop her ass for telling the truth, or you know, a lot of shit I said was true. <laughs> and I just felt like I'm gonna teach my child if I have a daughter, like speak your mind. Like, yeah, it is, a, it is a time and a place. I do believe in that sense of time and a place to do certain things. But it's like when it comes to women, they want us to shut up. Period. Like, don't say anything because you're a woman. And I don't think that's true. They feel like women have to dress a certain way, talk a certain way. And I just think that's unrealistic. I don't believe in it. So, I used to think like that, like, when I was a child, but I, I, I broke away from a lot of things that I was taught, because it didn't make no damn sense when I got older. I was like, I feel like it's kind of, we brainwashed in a way, because they were brainwashed, they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. So, they put their traditions on us, and think we supposed to go by them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I said that was one of the main things to hold. Oh, what the fuck is a tomboy? It's just a girl that likes to get dirty. You know what I'm saying? A tomboy. What the fuck is a tomboy? It's just a girl that likes to get dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's like we always have to take stuff from a man instead of being ourselves. Mm-hmm. She just an old woman or a young lady that likes certain things. Fuck a tomboy. I yeah. think that whole thing reminds me of the fact that um, people just tend to put a lot of labels on what we do as women. So, right, we kind of spend a lot of our life trying to avoid getting a certain label or... um making something look a certain look a certain way. So yeah, for example, one of the things that I was taught is just you don't be a hoe. Like <laughs> being a hoe is the worst thing you can be. You don't want a nigga fucking on you and not paying your bills. You don't want a nigga that can just come and fuck you and do whatever he want to do to you and you not getting nothing in return. Like and a lot of that was me listening to grown-up conversations that I should not <laughs> have been listening to. But... Yeah, right, yes. So, it's just like, that was one of the things where it was just like... It made me completely, like, not want to deal with boys or... um. It also just made me want to not be a hoe and not give up my virginity to just, like, a random person. Um, And then I remember one time I started getting into, like, chat rooms and stuff when I was, like, 13 and 14. And I met this boy on there. Like, who knows how old he could have really been. But um, he, like, got my number and was... He called the house phone and my mama had realized it. And she and my auntie, they had this whole conversation with me about, oh, is you fucking, like, if you, you gonna have to get on birth control. Like, this whole conversation totally blown out of proportion because a boy even called the house. And so I do feel like I did used I did used to look down on bitches that was hoes because to me that wasn't what you wanted to be. You didn't want to be so a hoe. crazy. They was they was so ahead of the curve. It's like now everybody is sexually liberated. It's okay to do this, this, that. But mm-hmm. think about all the girls that y'all shamed in mm-hmm. high school when we was younger who was having right. sex. Right. Because I was like, oh. They a hoe, but my cousin, he was also a hoe. He was messing with some of these little girls, but nobody said anything about that, about him. But it was, oh, this girl a hoe, and I used to be with my friends, like, oh, she a hoe, because she, she, and <sighs> so many stories from being young and starting to have sex at a young age and just consent and so many things to talk about there with learning that in middle school that like your peers are fucking pretty much um so it was just like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna be a hoe and I don't like hoes they nasty da 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 that's what I was taught and that's that what that's what I uh that was one of my values even when I got to College, I'm not, I was like, I'm not gonna let you know all of these frat niggas run through me because then I'm gonna be looked at as a hoe on campus and 
college intensifies all that shit from from middle and high school. Get to college and it's like one hundred times worse. So it wasn't until I started really studying sociology and I was really like, hold up, why they gotta be hoes? But niggas could do whatever the fuck they want to do. Exactly. And that was probably like. I caught on to that like my second semester and then going into sophomore year I was like you know what something about this whole thing we've been taught is it's just not right at all. Not right. So um like, don't be here a break and shit. Oh, that's the sweetest girl I've ever met. Like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Y'all treat women like they disposed so why can't nobody do it to me? Right. I remember this girl, my mommy got mad, I know, I'm not going to say her name, but she didn't want me to hang with her, she was like, you don't need to hang with her, she too fast, like, all that shit just be put on her, she was at the pool, and boys at the pool, I'm like, okay, because niggas was at the pool, that make her fast, we was like in middle school then. You know what, and that's crazy because so many of the older women that we have in our families are the reason we started to shame other little girls, not even knowing, like, what they experienced truly was. Exactly, and it's like, when you really think about it... Young girls just be, and it, it, it be regular age, like, that is when we start getting our hormones, and when we, like, middle school and all this, so it's like, she's really just becoming, like, coming to her young adulthood, and one woman becoming a preteen, but you calling it fast, we all have hormones, and you have to talk to them, because truthfully, honestly, that was the first time I masturbated in middle school, that's, that's how I know for a fact, that that's around the time where you start to get curious. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even having sex then. That's the crazy part. Like, and they think that makes it. No, I'm just curious about my body. I want to know why I feel these things. Why I feel a tingling sensation in my vagina. I never felt before. I didn't feel that when I was just running around on the playground. Now I'm growing up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that start being fast when you ain't talk to her. And I feel like that uh, scare tactic is not talking to talking to a young a young girl. Oh, you better not come up pregnant. That's not a real conversation. And just tell somebody they better not come up pregnant. Tell them what comes along with sex. Tell them the pros, the cons. Cause sex can be a beautiful thing when when, when both of y'all love each other. Like tell them stuff. Tell them the truth. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Cause I just want to say the ugly. The yeah. That is so true. We, you know. Like you like, said you'll you you'll get pregnant and die. Like that's how they really teach us. It really was. And then that also too comes from sometimes. Women in our family having um, kids young, and they feel like, because I know my mom had me when she was 17. I know for a fact that I'm pretty sure she didn't want me or my sister to do the same thing. And then also, my grandmother had my aunt, her first child when she was 17. 
Because that was our intergenerational thing right there. But we broke it because on the first grandchild, I didn't have uh, my child until I was 27. It's just a lot, and then I think our parents know how they were at our age, but it's like, I really want to be a child as long as I can. Like, I can honestly say that. I want to be a child as long as I can. Yeah, sometimes I want to be a child now. Outside of the trauma and the hard times and shit, childhood was very fun. Mm -hmm. Take me back. I want to go back. (laughs) Don't grow up too fast. Yeah. Um. And then I guess for me, of course, I said my views changed, but I think when you was talking about like the tomboy thing, and we talked about other labels that they put on to girls. Like I grew up in a very old black Christian home, where being gay is a sin. And so I, I always was like self-conscious about my relationships with women. So like one of my friends in high school, I mean, everybody like thought we, we dated because we was together all the time. Like, we was always together. And I didn't like my relationship looking like I was gay. Because that was something that was bad. Like, I was taught that I was bad. Now, I never was... I never used the F word. I wasn't one of those people that picked on, like, gay people. Because I didn't like that. Even though I knew that being gay was supposed to be a sin. I also knew that... Treating somebody like trash because they different is just not is not right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I never really. I'm more so said I'm sissy because that's I'm from the country, and that's what they said like sissy. That's on some old. 
She a bull dagger. She, she, like, she like, Queen Latifah is too pretty to be a bull dagger. Oh, my like, God. Like, grandma, what the hell? What the hell did you talk? What is a bull dagger? I don't even know what that means. Like, I gotta look up the origin of that. That's probably some shit that white. You never know. Everything stems from white people. white people. I, I bet you. I bet you that's some white people shit. Every slur against us, they they damn near made up. Say I'm lying. <laughs> but yeah. But that's just what. Um. Okay, so what are some things you was taught about, like, getting a period? You want to know what's so crazy? I wasn't taught anything about a period until I actually came on my period, and I was embarrassed, and I cried. I'll never forget this. I was in the fifth grade, and I had a white... That's the only white teacher I ever had in my life. Like, all my teachers were black, so it was already awkward. His name was Mr. Johnson. And I didn't know how to... I went to the bathroom, and I seen... You know, the, how can I say this in a professional way or articulate way? The remains of my period. That's how I, that's how I can fucking dead body the remains. But I saw like the residue. I said the residue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started crying because I was freaking out. Like, um, I didn't really know like what a period was. Like, I saw the commercials and stuff. But like, I used to talk about like my cousins, my like, Women that was older than me and my family, like friends, I was like, "You wear pampers, da da da, like and shit like that." Cause I didn't really know what the shit was for. Like my mama got pampers. Let me show some pampers to me. And then <laughs> I had this plan, Mr. Johnson was going like I was crying, heart ventilating, like I was like, <laughs> like oh, it was so serious to me. And he, I thought I was fucking dying. And he laughed like not and like laughed at me. He was like like laugh like, like you gonna be okay, sweetheart? You just had your period. So I'm like, period. Period. So much more voice. And um, I had to go home. And my mama came and like got me, and then she told me like what it was and stuff like that. Like it's gonna happen every month. I was like, what the fuck? Like every month? Like bitch, this what? Every month? And that's how like I didn't have any prior knowledge to it. Like I said, I wasn't really like a little girl, like a child for as long as I could be. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't on no like. Want to know nothing about what none of that shit was, and then ever since then, since the fifth grade, well, I don't have them now, but and that was so early because my mama said she didn't get hers that early, so she said she didn't talk to me about it because she wasn't expecting me to have it that early. Mm-hmm. She said she had hers in like middle school, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was she sat down and talked to me and told me what was gonna happen, but I didn't have any prior knowledge to that, to before that. I didn't know anything about it. And she was just telling me, like, I have to make sure I'm extra clean now. Like, she stressed that. She like, you have to make sure. And she like, you take good baths. You have to really make sure, like, you're extra clean around that time of the month. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think my child wants me. But, yeah, that's how, that's my whole little spell on periods. What about, what about you? Like, what's your story? So, yeah, like, my mom, she didn't get her period until she was 16, and I got mine at 11, so it was a 
definitely a culture shock for me because I don't remember learning anything. Well, no. Like I said, my cousins, they did tell me about it, but not like the ins and out of it, like what it really means and all of that. We did like a, um, a two or three day thing in um, elementary school about sexual education. And that's when they told us about periods and they gave us this little period care package and it had like deodorant and it had some pads in there or whatever. But I wore pads for a very long time. I didn't, I didn't try a tampon because like I was still a virgin and I was scared to try a tampon. I think I wore my first tampon when I was like 19 or 20. Oh my god, they're so uncomfortable. I hate tampons. Yeah. I like them now as an adult because it's just easier to deal with uh-uh. Uh-uh. to me. Uh-uh. But I was not trying to wear no tampon and I'm fucking 12 years old. Like, that's traumatic. but anyway so if you guys did not know I am the oldest daughter from my mom and my dad and um you want to be me so bad I'm the oldest daughter from my mama and my daddy (laughs) and I'm the middle child out of my mom's kids so I still had some responsibility that's what I wanted to get into like responsibilities we had as like being the older girl child. Um, so what are some responsibilities that you had? Every damn thing. When you the oldest child, well, sometimes, I ain't even going to necessarily say the oldest child. I can be the middle child. I think it's sometimes it's who they feel like can handle it, even though t- technically no child should be raising other kids. That's basically what we be doing. We be helping raise the other kids. Right. So it can it can raise from goddamn door helping to their homework, make sure they get on the school bus, make sure they got their clothes picked up. You know, sometimes our mamas go to work right. before we even get up to school. So then think about it, everybody missing bus, it's all on you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and my my brother always says because my brother me and my brother on my mom's side we are like seven and a half years apart and he was always like well felt like he had to he was older so he felt like it was his responsibility to like be there for me and my sister but because my brother was so much older than me by the time my sister was born my brother was already grown and had his own child um like he had his first baby at 17 so he wasn't really taking on that responsibility like i was because he had his own you know, he had his own shit to do. So, yeah. it did get to a point where I was the one getting my sister on the bus. You know, we got on the bus together. I was getting her ready. I was making sure her hair was straight. Um, and then also, I met with her teacher one time. And I wasn't like a fucking adult. I was like, you know, maybe 13, 14. But, because but my mom... Like, her depression had got really bad at that time. 
to the point of where she didn't leave the house at all. So a lot of stuff that she was supposed to do, I had to do. Paying bills, I had to do it. Going to the store and get groceries, I did that. Like, I even had to, like, apply for food stamps at one point because I had to go to the library, get on the computer, and my mama gave me everybody information, and I did that too. Um, so I had a lot of stuff to do, and a lot of it was because I was the the girl, the older girl, but a lot of it was also because we lived in poverty, like, because you have to, you just automatically have more responsibility on you when, okay, you in a single parent household, this parent is dealing with mental health, this parent might be working, like, it was just so many different factors that contributed to that. Yeah, like I said, I remember going to the store, too. Sometimes it'd be, uh, we wouldn't have a car, so me and my brother, we'd have to, like, catch the bus all the way to the store. Right. Like, all the way back to, like... Right, and when we did our, um, if, if you guys haven't seen our episode on, um, Inner City Blues, where we talk about all of the struggle that we went through growing up, please check that out. It will be on this playlist, so if you're already listening, you can just go and look for the Inner City Blues episode. We did it a couple months ago, but um, if you want to know more about us and like what we went through growing up, that would be a good episode for you to start because we pretty much talked about everything in that episode. And one of the things we did talk about was Bree, she, you know she from the West Side for life, and she grew up in the city. I grew up in a very rural area, so where she could take the bus, I couldn't take the bus. Like, I had to fucking walk to the store. So, it's like, we still have similar um, stories, but it's, it's interesting seeing how different things is when you live in a city versus if you live in the country. had his child like I used to have to watch his baby and my little sister and they were like close in age and he'll it would initially be he was supposed to watch them and then he'd go and do something in the streets or something and I'm at the house by myself like I remember being at the house by myself so many times with kids I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I'm not super pressed to have children because when you grow up in that role, it's very difficult to see yourself doing that just because. When it was yeah, something that you was forced to do. In a way. You said what? It was more so forced upon. Like when something is forced upon you, it makes you not want to do it. Right, exactly. That's exactly. Um, that's exactly what it was. And so when something is like that, you don't look at it as like a super great thing or something you should aspire to do because bitch I ain't wanna do that anyway. Yeah, like I hate that too. Like you'll wake up with like from a nap or something it'll just be kids, they can be your cousin, anybody. And you like what the fuck everybody go? Like nobody was gonna say Yes, I used to have to, when I um stayed with like, my dad like, like that shit really makes me mad. Like that shit make me tight. It do because a lot of times, and I'm speaking for myself, but 
I felt taken advantage of because, you know, they were just, oh, Tay, can you watch the kids or or something like that. Like, I was, I didn't want to fucking watch no kids. And then sometimes you really don't have a choice. It's like, like you said, waking up in this kid's day and nobody else, nobody else is at the house. You got to call these motherfuckers to see where they at. Trying to be funny. 
If you didn't fart, like, if I was that fart, if any time nigga look at me, I'm knocked up, I go fuck around and be a surrogate. But to each his own, I understand. Some people don't know I'm not ready to have nothing. That's how I know. I know I'm not ready to have another child. That's why I chose the day he was born to get on birth control because I didn't want to be walking around having two toddlers at the same time. That ain't my ministry, and mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. Now, when he gets a little bigger and he's walking, like literally talking in school and stuff, maybe I wouldn't mind. But he, who knows? Things? It's kind of looking like he might be the only one one and done. Yeah, his dad got other kids, she, so he has siblings, and he got, he has a god brother, so, I mean, he ain't like he's not gonna have siblings, he got cousins, he's good. He gonna be alright. He gonna be Even though he had, you know, four other sons that could take care of him, my grandma was the one that was, you know, put in that position because she was the woman. And I think it's something that definitely continues throughout our relationships and throughout our lives. Uh huh. And I think there's something in us that's deep rooted that we probably it's gonna be hard to change. Yeah. And it'd be funny, nigga be like, you not my mama, you not my mama. Stop acting like my son is. Okay. They love saying that. But it's like natural. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do that? Because that's just how we are. Anyway, so I also wanted to talk about like, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but our friendship as women with women. A lot of people say that, you know... Women friendships are always full of drama and all of this. Do you feel like the way that we are socialized as women impacts our friendships? Definitely. But I also want to say, uh, are you saying our friendships with women or men? With women. I feel like our friendship with women directly comes from our home, like the relationship we have with our siblings. Unless you have with our mothers, mm-hmm. because every person that I know that they grow up close to their siblings, they act weird as fuck, mm-hmm. or they have a they act weird, like they <laughs> act weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, dude, you never been close to like your siblings. I think that more so comes from uh, 
the way you were raised. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm close, like, to all my siblings, except for my little brother, because this nigga, like, 10. But other than that, I mean, we don't got nothing to come in. But everybody else, like, my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody can't say that. And also, I think, like, Everybody don't suffer from the same thing. Like, I come from taking baths if my sister sleeps in the bed. Everybody don't suffer from that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have those kids where they still was old, way older than them and they not close to them. Like, they still was already 30 when they was 10 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So they have a disconnect. I think it's more so about how you was raised, how your friendships are. Yeah. Like, like Kenya, for example. Kenya cannot have a relationship with women. Like, she is... And I think that shit comes from her mom. It does. Her Kenya and Nene. not have a relationship with a woman. She got to be catty. She got to do so. She got to talk about how her husband is. It's just, it always got to be some foul shit. Yeah, so I think more so. I get what you're saying, but I think it more so. Uh, I think it kind of comes from both. But then he comes from both. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think when we get a certain age, you know what being a good friend, being a bad friend is. Also, yeah. like, bitch, you almost thirty. Stop playing with me. <laughs> like, yeah, I think people, like I take buns and I take things like that very serious, and I take family very serious. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type of person I feel like we close. You like a sister or a brother to me, like, that's just how I am. We have an intimate relationship. I consider you as more as, like, family. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Everybody ain't like that. Right. Yeah, that's I definitely I think our mm-hmm. friendship, I definitely think the way we view and operate in our friendships are, like, determined by what what you know we experience and what we were taught in life i have a good relationship with my siblings especially the one that i grew up in the house with so i tend to have you know pretty good friendships i haven't had friendships that i feel like were complete trash so i must be doing something right and i'm confused but i was just like this girl we're not friends anymore we used to be friends but i used to say Actually, like, sister, she was like, no, I don't like, um, you to call me your sister because I'm not close to my sister. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, well, if I'm, if I'm having a strong relationship, I feel like somebody's kind of like, no, I feel like friend holds more weight than family. Like, she was just weird. And it goes back to me saying how when you're not close to your siblings or people in your house, it be, it, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she was hella weird. And then some people just don't know how to be a friend. Some people don't. Because when we stopped being friends on some dumb shit because she was mad about a Birkin bag. And I hope you hear that shit. <laughs> that was a dumbass. I'm dead. Dumbass thing to be mad about. I'm so dead. Yeah. Yellow phone is what he like. That shit got We do not promote <laughs> that here. Ciao. We ain't getting into the Mexican party because I want to drag this bitch. We we don't get that. 
Hold on, change is coming. Um, you know, one thing that I feel like people always talk about is when people get into a relationship and they turn into terrible friends. I think, um, a lot of people, which I've seen it, some people don't know how to balance both. Some people don't even know how to balance both for friendships. Everybody just, I guess, ain't equipped like that. Personally, I've never been a person where I can say, I'm so for a nigga, I ain't talked to nobody for months and months and months. But you have people that, that like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think some people do it intentionally. Yeah. See, some people can feel like this is my first real boyfriend, this is my first real girlfriend, I don't know how to handle that. Right. That honeymoon say, I just want to be all up. They want to, you want to live inside, them and all that bullshit. Be all close to them and experience them. Mm-hmm. But and I think, um, we ain't on it. I think we have to give our friends space to do that though, because if you was my friend and I know that's your first real relationship, I'm not gonna be tripping hard on it. You know what I mean? But if You've been in a thousand relationships, and it's been a pattern for you it, that every time you yeah, get into a relationship, yeah, like you throw your like, bitches to the side, but you want to come run back when when the nigga, uh, done fucked up, then yeah, I'm going to look at you crazy. Yeah, like, you ain't talking to me in months type shit, like months. Okay, with this nigga, you with this nigga. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. And you and this nigga fall out, and then you run back. Nah. We ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. Like, if you, yeah, I get what you're saying. If, if it's a pattern, like, you wrapped up in love with, like, every nigga that you with, something wrong with you. It's, so, it's a deeper issue. Definitely. But you can't tell them nothing. But I enjoy my friendship with women. I don't like being friends with men because... I like women more than men. I might marry one. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I be thinking about it. <laughs> I like my friendship with, with women. I don't like my friends. Well, I'm not going to say I don't have no male friends or whatever the case may be. But I don't trust bitches that be like, oh... I'm only friends with dudes. I don't fuck with women because they be messy. Because they messy. Any girl that say that she messy as hell. I'm telling you, I've learned that. Like, ma'am. Any girl that say that. Ma'am. Please. Let's just do something else. Because this is just not working. But like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of women like that. I don't have a lot of female friends. I have male friends. Like men are disgusting. <laughs> Why would you have all your personal relationships with men? Weird, but okay. And so the next topic is relationship gender roles you made a great point Bree, when you talked about how we as women take on that 
mother role when we are in relationships with men. And I think it all goes back to the way that women raise their sons. I wouldn't have to take on a motherly role if you raise your son to not be to not be fucking feeble as fuck. Like bitch ass nigga. Don't she really want to say but no, like they really raised their raised their sons to not know how to function. My son gonna know how to do every chain, everything. And then I think, yeah, and then sometimes they, I don't, I'm not no caretaker. I had to tell a nigga that the other day. I'm not your caretaker. They want us to be homie, love with friend, maid. A freak. What the fuck? Everything. Bitches, I, I feel like Nicki Minaj. I'm a human being. You I can't do all that. Not a damn thing. And then it's like, it's cool if we teach each other things and we're in a relationship. That's fine. But I am not going to be doing all of the teaching and all of the emotional labor in addition to, you know, regular physical labor as well. Like, nobody wants to do that. That's true. Emotional and physical labor is hard. Loving you was hard. Thinking about to hurt myself, <laughs> and I don't want to do that, baby. But yeah, seriously. Like you said, you want me. To, you want me to be a freak. You want me to be your mama. You want me to be your grandma. Like, nigga, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna eat my grandma greens. I'm nigga. Go get her. Go get her. Then. <laughs> yeah. Not, not dig her up. I ain't say give up, bitch. Now you being mean. <laughs> we smoking on Fookie Low tonight. <laughs> we smoking on uh Loriana tonight. You supposed to be beat the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god, that was so mean. I'm sorry, y'all. Bitch, you better cut that out. You ain't gonna get me beat the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of my niggas' grandma's day. <laughs> I wasn't talking about him. <laughs> I'm talking about niggas in general. My nigga grandma did too, hell. Everybody grandma did. Everybody grandma ain't did. My dick. But that ain't the point, everybody. Oh, one of mine is. Yeah, one of mine. Well, if we count great grandmas with three of them, but I wasn't close enough, I wasn't close to my grandmas. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we talking about at this point. She's talking about we smoking on Fuki Love tonight. <laughs> we snuck it out, Glorietta. Glory. Glory tonight. What's another old lady name? Not Gladys. Bitch, I almost said sis, I'm going to hell. Not Gladys. We smoking on Gladys tonight. 
You don't need a pimp to get on this train. This midnight train. <laughs> I'm dead. Not for real though. Let's get into some mess, y'all. We we didn't be in deep. We got a lot of deep episodes, you know. It's, it's you, you just a messy. We get deep and then we get messy. <clears throat> so for standpoint, we want to talk about female rappers, colorism in the industry. And our top three female rappers. So, if you've been online this past week, it's been a video. (laughs) It's been a video going around of this show where Brittany, I forgot her name, but Brittany Brittany B was on there and, um, Another, a dark-skinned girl, and Rick Ross in the dream was, like, judging them or whatever. They picked Britney B because she was lighter, and it was obvious because she was so trash, and the other girl was so much better than her. So, that sparked a conversation about just, like, the blame colorism in the industry. And, I mean, we see it with our top Think of the top three, top three singers or act or uh, or rappers, female. Think of them, and then what color are they? Yeah, sure. And it's crazy because Britney even said herself that she felt like old girl was better than her. Rick Ross just wanted to fuck that lady, that lady. Cause he even said that he wanted to fuck that lady. And it's a clip of him taking her shopping and shit. He wanted to fuck that lady. He already said, like, in an interview, if you want to be, if you want to be his female artist, you got to fuck him. Child, he already put Molly in, in, in that girl, Chef home. She ain't even know it. Mm-hmm. So what type of nigga you think we dealing with? That shit is crazy to me. It's crazy seeing it in, like, real time. Because, you know, people love to gaslight the fuck out of dark-skinned women. And be like, oh, that's not true. Y'all always complaining. Da-da-da-da-da. But, no. This is real. This is what they really go through. Especially in the industry. these shows are so different but I watch a lot of old black movies everybody knows that's my favorite thing to do is just watch black movies and you visibly see the change when it comes to the, the actresses back in the day it was just an array of colors you know a lot of dark and brown skinned girls 
it's crazy. It was you don't see that now. You don't see that now. Yeah, like they want to say they want to say TV is evolving so bad, but it really hasn't evolved that much. It's not. It's if we want to say it's evolved because there's Issa, more. Who else a dark skinned person that got their own show? Issa. A black person, period. Okay, Shauna got her own stuff. Issa. Black people, period. Who? I can't even think of nobody else. Kenya Barry. I'm trying to think of. I can't even think of that many black people. You can't even think of a black show like Moesha. Uh-uh. And Issa Wright talking about she's trying to make a teen drama. She needs to hurry up for my ass too old to watch teen dramas. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of people was so happy for Issa Rae. Because we seen two, you know, successful dark-skinned women living life and having fun. We yeah, don't. And rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. I, when I found out about her dying, my mind immediately went to, we not going to have no dark skin. We really not going to have no dark skin actors in a minute. Yeah, it is crazy how she was literally born in the 20s. Imagine all the stuff she saw, like the changes over time. Mm-hmm. Like segregation, the great migration. She lived through some shit. She did. She saw so much. What do you think would change, like the the colorism in the industry? I don't think that's that's ever going to truly change. I can't see because it's a divide and conquer method. It comes from slavery, so all this shit is deep rooted, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take probably a hundred, hundreds of years of um, deprogramming and reconditioning. So shit, if it changes, it's probably gonna be way, way after we did. I just feel like it's gonna get worse. Um, and I don't knock biracial people or anything like that. It's just KK. Don't play with me, hope. You said. <laughs> I had to say that. Kiki, don't play with me, ho. Kiki, Kiki. Wyatt. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because Bree want to talk about Kiki me. Wyatt, so let's talk about Kiki Wyatt. Don't play with me, ho. Kiki Wyatt said, um... The whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what the girl said, child. Okay, she said a few things. I didn't see, like, the whole video, but... I see when she was like, y'all gonna make my nigga side come out, I can turn to Shaquita, and it be black people. I don't, I don't like the black people, they be like, nigga this, nigga that, nigga. Basically, her white was showing. Her mama came out and her, that's all it was. You know what, it's so crazy how these mixed people use the black community. Like, you don't know what black people did, so you let me know you're not black people. Now, they use the black community to gain notoriety in the black community because the white community or whatever other side they got will not accept them because they think they too fucking black. And then they use the black community and then they come out and say ignorant and stupid shit like this. 
Kiki Wyatt. And that is what pisses me off about black people that buy into the one drop rule or whatever. Just because you got one black parent, you black. No. If you're not socialized to be black, you're not raised around black people, you don't have black family, you're not going to be black. Because you end up saying stupid shit like this. And that's why people need to stop taking everyone, every little person who has one-fourth, one-half black in them and putting them on a pedestal because they turn around and fucking spit in your face like this. Like, that was disgusting. She kept interrupting that black man that was talking about Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Like, that just pissed me off. Because I don't get to opt in and out of blackness. I'm black 24-7-365. I'm unapologetically black. <laughs> bitch, shout out to the McDonald's commercial, bitch. I <laughs> am black for real. So it does piss me off to see biracial people get into these spaces and flourish in the black space, but then turn around and give us their ass to kiss. That's why Patty don't want you singing her song. Because you pulling shit like this. Is... So we better not hit if only you knew. It's just sad because you know like that girl on Twitter that was mixed or whatever that had all of those anti-black tweets or whatever. That is not, that's not a black person to me. I'm sorry. I know black people have internalized anti-blackness, but it's very different when you have a white parent that primarily raised you and you are anti-black. That's something totally different to unpack because you got, you got that from the person that birthed you. I got my anti-blackness from society that's telling me that black people is wrong. You got that from your fucking mama. Your mama used to call you a nigga when she was mad. My mama called me a bitch. We not the same. Bitch. I'm mad that shit true. <laughs> we and, not and, the same. And, bitch. And she didn't call you a nigga. She called you a nigger. Exactly. With the E-R with on With the R-E-R. It. So you had this internalized hate. Like you. you really a white woman. Coast flan as a black woman. Was it cosplay? I say cosplay. Well, the fuck it is. But and so, yeah. How about mulatto talking about changing her name? I knew that was gonna happen. <clears throat> she starts with depression. Depression. I saw on um, she had a video. I don't remember which one it was, but she had a video and it had like big lotto in it on the video, not mulatto. Yeah, I think it was going to be big, Lotto. I think she said that in that Fat Joe interview. And y'all know we talked about that. I didn't really have an issue with her name because she mixed. And if she want to be Mulatto, if that's what you want to go about, and that's fine. Yeah, I said that too. Because... She turned the slur into something she felt like was, you know, powerful. Right, even though I feel like her daddy, her daddy fed her that shit. But again, it goes back to what what you're being taught about your your identity, especially as a mixed person. If you're not around people that that um affirm your blackness, of course you're gonna come out. 
excuse me. Of course, you're going to come out like motherfucking Kiki White. So, let me talk. You should. That white woman was coming out here. It was. That's why they be looking like spoiled milk in the face. I just, I just don't know. Yes. You want to talk about the Danny Lay or Danny Lee or whatever the fuck her name was? Yellow phone is what he like. Girl, that shit was trash. She's trash. You're not a yellow phone because you're not black. Let me, let me get y'all a history. A red phone and yellow phone and chocolate. All that are preserved for black women. I don't know if y'all know that, but yeah, you're not, you're not black, you can't get in, you can't, you can't ride this way, baby, and I love the fact that she was being petty, that's what it was, you really was trying to be petty towards this baby mom, but you ended up looking stupid and you got dragged, and if the yellow bone is what he like, why he got two beautiful choppy baby mothers and choppy babies if yellow bone is what he like, if yellow bone is what he like. What the fuck he always go back to meet me when she called. If yellow bone is what he like, I go on and on. I go on and on. But the yellow <laughs> bone is not what he like. He don't want that spoiled banana. He just playing with you. So just have fun while you can, kid. Get out there while you can. Get out. Get out before you know. I don't even know her. I don't know where she came from. I don't know. Girl. 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 Like, I'm I just don't know anything about this young lady. I tried to get the little help for a chance. This was a while ago. And I actually like her little album, her recent album. So then I'm like, I was saying, where does the little girl come from? And she was saying she was black. And I'm like, y'all, you not black. Because folks, they were saying Prince co-signed her some weird shit before he died. So I'm like, if Prince co-signed her, she got to be fine. But, um. But, yeah, there's also a conversation to be had when we have these people that are black fishing and all of that. They're doing that because they want to be light-skinned black people. Because that those are the people that our community put on a pedestal. They know what they're doing. You don't see people being as dark as us. Business is not putting on foundation that's five, ten shades darker to be a dark-skinned black woman. They put it on to be a mixed with black women. Yeah, and a lot of people say we need to talk about colorism outside of, you know, the male gaze and dating and all of that. And I completely agree with that. The only thing is, I feel like it's the men that's leading the colorism, like, discrimination. Like we saw it in the, we see it in the industry. Male dominated. Men doing that shit. And then women, dark skinned women internalize it. And light skinned women just eat it up. And when they get caught to the carpet for it, oh it's not my fault. He like red bones, he like yellow bones. 
said, I ain't but commenting yeah, on that. Which is, yeah, I'm you, like, I know the industry is also a wicked place, so it's like, I can't say I do believe it and I don't, because it's a lot of weird-ass shit that goes on in the industry. They have, like, industry parties where everybody be doing each other. Why you think all the people, why y'all think the motherfuckers who got all the acting on why y'all think they can't act? Why y'all think the scenes with all the talent not mainstream? Why y'all think the niggas like Lil Sledgehammer, Lil Ski Slopes, and all them, they popular? Because they playing the game. Everybody ain't with that shit. So I know it's a, it's a whole other weak side of the industry. See, people don't really believe that shit is real, but I believe it's real. Like those little sex, even um, when Cat Williams talked about it, when he was like, I walked in the wrong damn room, and is that Professor Oakley kissing a man, nigga? I think he was making a joke, but I think he said some shit like that for real. He did. He had to. You see, I see where the fuck he at. I think these motherfuckers do rituals, all that shit. I think that shit is real. They molest these kids, all these weird shit. Weird. Guess why I'm a little skeptical. I hope my baby doesn't. Well, let me just go on record saying that I believe. I believe it. You believe every single story? Yep. See, I can't say I do or I don't. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who gonna say I believe. It's just, and it's easy to believe because they both ignorant as fuck. And Clifford is, is ignorant. This same nigga that checked his door to hide me. So like I said, it's definitely easy to believe. But also when it's smoking mirrors and some of these people end up saying that it's actually one girl came out and end up saying that she was just lying. Well, Cloud, it's another girl that said, I thought that, that bitch a fake story. And she believed she didn't even fact check. So it could be like 15 of them in a bunch that just fucking playing around. But just like Funky Donnie was said, even if if 30 bitches came out, let's just say half of them was lying. It's still 15 that's telling the truth. So it really that's don't true. matter. That's true. That's one true. person lying, now it's going to change people's minds on the other people, which I wish it didn't, but I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, the truth always comes out. And if there's always something surrounding somebody, it's, it's going to come out eventually. So, at this point, we just got to wait and see what happens. I hope and pray that nothing happens to the women that did speak up because that's something very dangerous to do and I applaud all of them that did that because it takes a lot to come for somebody somebody in that at that level and not only him but his wife as well it takes a lot to say that she was also involved in this um and so I pray for their safety because people get people get crazy when when things come out that they don't want to come out. People do get crazy. That's definitely true. And I think Shakira, 
Shakana, Shakana moves off her emotions too much. I don't know what her sign is, but every situation that she's been in, she goes off of her emotions, her initial emotions. She get on live and it takes off, and then she looks stupid because why would you even say anything? And you made it worse because you said you confirmed that that girl was recruiting other women for T.I. Yeah, and Tiny. Like, you used the no word recruiting. I said, no, she clearly said, uh, she didn't tell y'all that she was recruiting bitches for them. That's what she said. She didn't say no probably. She didn't say that she could have, might have. That motherfucker said, yeah, y'all don't know that she recruit bitches. Like, That's tell them said. how you you had some of that too and you were, you were recruiting bitches and da-da-da-da. Like, what? That's just, that shit ain't normal. People get to a certain level in fame and you can't put nothing past, you can't put nothing past nobody with money. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black Girl Blues. Um, follow us on Twitter at Black Girl Blues underscore. Until next time, stay black.